so our today's agenda would be not that much i haven't basically picked up lots of things to cover so i'm i today will be talking about just some basic basic things up over here in our uh, day two's agenda where we will be talking about the domains of sock right what are different different domains that means in which particular domain the sock is basically working right let's say for incident response so that is one of the domain which is part of sock right so something like that we'll be discussing multiple different domains of sock then we will be talking about market trends and demands in sock right like what is the market trend how sock business is booming according to the region according to the services according to the post what kind of job description you guys will be having right so that is something which we'll be discussing in market trends the third one will be a day in sock so over here i will be talking about the analyst life right what analyst actually do it's in its day-to-day -day life yesterday we discussed a role right that l1 does this l2 do this so we'll be talking about a day in sock how it goes around right and if needed i'll show you some sort of things also apart from it that this is how basically we do respond to activities and all those part right then we'll be talking about guys sock services so sock services will be part where we will be talking about multiple different services which are being offered offered by sock apart from the domains in which we are working right so we'll be talking about that up over there right and the last as mentioned we will be having a dedicated q a session where we i will be taking up all the questions which you guys do have be it from anywhere and we'll be discussing upon those particular questions so that's what guys sums up our today's agenda our today's agenda domains of sock so if i do talk about guys domains of sock is basically you can say a one-stop shop of cyber security right like a one-stop shop where you can get everything out of cyber security and information security that's what we do call as sock that is incident response so guys i haven't included all of them since we do have only these two hours so i haven't included all of these particular topics as per the slides but yes we will be discussing upon all of them so in detail we are going to discuss incident response threat intelligence digital forensics threat hunting apart from it rest of these that is sim monitoring analysis vulnerability management malware analysis and compliance and auditing is something which we are going to talk about verbally over here so let's do have a uh, talk about all of these things one by one so since we are going to discuss ir threat intel digital forensics and threat hunting via slides let's start with the sim first right so this is something where we are starting sim monitoring and analysis right so domains of SOC, it basically tells us SOC, it's basically a department, right? Yesterday we discussed that it's a unit, it's a department. And right now I mentioned that it's a one-stop shop for entire of your organization's cybersecurity needs, right? So no matter any type of your cybersecurity need is there for your organization, you can rely upon SOC and you can basically get that thing done in SOC, right? So you might be saying that what if, if I want to basically uh, alert the logs from a device? Yes, you can do under the SOC. What if you want to do for a work for a compliance and auditing? Of course, yes, you can do it in, under the SOC. So there are lots of domains 
overall in SOC. So the first one which we are going to discuss right now is SIM monitoring and analysis, right? So when we did talked about heart of SOC as a SIM, I also mentioned one point that we will be having only one thing with us that will be always with us. That is basically SIM. No matter every SOC is same or not, but there will be one thing there which will be always same. That will be every SOC will be having a capabilities of SIM if I do talk about in terms of monitoring and analysis. So using SIM, we can collect data from everywhere. We have discussed that. That is what you call aggregation. Then we can do correlation. Based upon that, we can get alerts. And based upon that, we can create reports, right? So that is what SIM basically helps us to do. Now SIM monitoring using SIM, basically we are able to monitor our organization 24 seven. And if there is any particular alert being generated during that particular while, we SIM can help us to perform the analysis, log forensics and can help us to understand that what exactly the entire case scenario is. So that's how important SIM monitoring and analysis is. So there are several things which you will be doing in a SIM solution. Your vendor, your organization, your employer will be asking you to do lots of things in terms of SIM. So if we do talk about what all things it will be asking, so there all there will be concepts like rule creation, right? You have to create new rules, right? There will be concepts like asset management in under which we will be basically the one who will be managing the assets for the organization. That means integrating all those assets, making sure logs of those assets are basically coming up to our SIM. That will be the work. We do have lots of things to be done up over there. We do have threat intel integrations, right? Once we do create the rules, we do have threat intel platforms using which we can integrate several things up over there. We can basically fine tune the system, right? Because based upon SIM alerts only, we will be basically analyzing our entire SOC, right? And when we are analyzing our entire SOC, based upon SIM, we will be receiving lots of different types of alerts. Some of these alerts can be false positive and some of these alerts can be true positives, right? So the one which will be basically false positive is also basically needs to be eliminated. But what I can do overall in order to basically make sure that I do not receive any false positive and even if I do, I receive very less, right? That's what we talk about fine tuning. So fine tuning will be the part where we will be having entire of our assets, entire of our talks, entire of our assets, we will be having up over there. And based upon those assets and alerts which we are generating, what is the root cause of those particular false positive alerts? We will be finding finding that and we'll be fine tuning those particular things up over there, right? And apart from it, guys, monitoring part, as I already mentioned, more and more aggregation. That means devices we will be adding so that we can monitor it at overall. Analysis will be the part where we will be looking into the alerts, right? That which particular source IP is basically part of it, which source port is part of it, which destination IP is part of it, which 
destination port is part of it so all these things we will be looking into right so that's what basically will be the part of analysis like what was the payload how many of you guys do understand the term payload up over here some sort of data up over there right so that some sort of data which every event does have is what we do call as a payload let's say your event will be showing you ssh login failure in your sim right ssh service login failure but what happened you will be going into that event and then you will be looking into the payload that okay sam was the user due to which sam was the user who basically failed its ssh login attempt right so this is what we do call as payloads guys right so we will be looking into the payloads we'll be talking about lots of things so over here overall work of sim right overall work of sim making yourself an expert in a tool from the starting point where you can basically understand the tool you can use the tool you can create reports out of these tools you can basically create rules you can fine-tune rules you can do the analysis of alerts you can basically extract out the data you can parse the data if there is something which is not being working in the sim find out the reason and fixing that part that is what comes under the sim monitoring and analysis right so this is something which you will be doing in one of the part of SOC. so there are we do have sim admins right like we do have ibm curator admins administrators we do have splunk admins so these admins basically do this particular task so admin will be the one who will be moreover expert in a one particular type of sim solution right so it's not necessary to be expert in one sim one type of sim solution it is good to be said that pe people should have knowledge about multiple sim solutions because let's say you are working in x organization which is using a sim solution but once you go through y organization they might be using b sim solution so you should be mastering the one sim solution and you should have been the knowledge of all of them right master master the one and be the jack of all the trades that's what will be a win-win situation for us in terms of sim right i did receive a question a couple of minutes back can you explain a short about azure sentinel so azure sentinel it's one of the product of microsoft which is again nothing but a sim solution right so az sentinel we do call it so it's again one of the cloud native sim solution which microsoft is providing in order to basically do the work of our organizations monitoring no you do not basically have to define payload right so payload will be data which will be coming with each of your log so what happened exactly so whatsoever data is inside log that's what we do call as a payload right so we do not define anything to that payload yeah so meanwhile it will happen let's continue upon our part so in curator basically as i mentioned offenses are alerts right so now in a while i will be taking you all to the one of the parts where you will be understanding that what exactly alerts i was talking about what exactly uh payload i was talking about so these things we are going to see right now in next couple of minutes right so i'll be taking you up for that what it's a domain of sock where you will be having 
all the tasks in order to basically do those VAPTs, VA scans, in order to find all those particular vulnerabilities, you have to make sure that your system or your entire network does not have any type of vulnerabilities. It's being up to date and you have to make sure that your systems are being robust and are holding up good against the known threats, right? So people generally do call it like endpoint analysis as well, like only if they have to talk about endpoint. So they do talk about system hardening up over there. People generally, I was saying that guys, people generally do call it as endpoint analysis as well, right? So where uh, if they are only or talking about endpoints, uh, they do vulnerability management in endpoints via system hardening, by doing the audits of endpoints. So all the things if I do talk about in this particular domain of vulnerability management, it will be coming as patch management. So patches are what? These are the fixes, right? We can say patches are the fixes of the systems of the uh, flaws of the bugs of the vulnerabilities which will be applied right so we do our patch management where we manage it we will be managing all the part patches of the systems servers networks component services so that is one concept which will be coming under this vulnerability management group another concept would be system harden hardening right system hardening where you do have certain benchmarks and you will be making sure that you have hardened your system in a way that it's not being basically very easy for any particular internal user or any particular malicious file to exploit your systems it's not impossible not to do so but it, it's not that much easy right and everything is being logged and monitored inside your system right we do have audits of systems endpoints and networks we can go for vulnerability scanning tools like we can use NISAs. So all the vulnerability scannings of web application network. If you do talk about internal network, if you do talk about external network, web applications, you do have mobile devices, you do have certain different applications. So all the types of vulnerability scans and their management will be the part under vulnerability management. And directly these type of reports will be shared to two different types of team. The one will be threat hunting team and the another one will be penetration testing team, right? If there is a different team which is working as a penetration testing team, apart from vulnerability management or vulnerability scanning team, right? So they will be doing the pen testing and they will be making sure that how liable this particular vulnerability is to organization and accordingly risk will be assessed and those vulnerabilities will be patched, right? So that's what we do call as guys as a vulnerability management. Now okay. guys, this is a quick uh, overview of IBM Curator, right? Remember I was talking about payloads. So when we do have some monitoring, right? These type of alert information we do keep receiving. Now I want to know what is going on inside this, let's say health metrics logs, right? So I take what I can do is I can just open this particular log. I can scroll down and this entire text is what you do see as a payload information, right? So that's what payload is. Every event will be having a payload. So we will be as a part of some monitoring and analysis, you will be looking into the payloads. You will be identifying if there is any suspicious activity going on or not, right? And secondly, these were the offenses which we are talking about. So that is what we do call as offense. So you are receiving all the logs up over here, right? 
out of these logs if any anomaly is being detected as per your rules it lands into the offense and offense is something which we do call as and next yeah let me show you this part also you are talking about vulnerability management right so let me show you that how you can add an application right so you can see up here video of multiple apps being added so there will be certain applications let's say for tenable for college guard which you can add to existing sim solution and can you see this vs scanners so this is where the built-in vs scanners would be also there right so that is guys about vulnerability management as well. Now the third one, the third domain of SOC where an SME would be joining where the organization or the SOC has to provide the information related to malwares, threats in the organization. So we do call it malware analysis and reverse engineering domain. So now what will happen under this domain? All the malicious activities there will be malware experts all the malicious activity they will be tracing back they will be understanding how this malware is working how this malware is propagating itself how this malware is affecting the security of the system which particular parts of system it is infecting how what type of malware it is so everything related to the malware they, you will be doing it up over there, right? So that's what malware analysis and reverse engineering domain is. So it will be basically something which where a particular person will be doing static analysis, dynamic analysis regarding the malware over there, right? So that's what we do have in malware analysis and reverse engineering. So that was your malware analysis where you did find out the info. In static analysis, what type of info you will be finding out using third party tools and services, you will be collecting more information about that malware without executing that particular malware without running that malware using third party tools. What all information you can find out that's what you will be doing with static analysis. But in dynamic analysis, what you're going to do over here, you will be having an isolated environment right isolated environment would be there now guys you do not want to basically infect your system so that's why you do have an isolated environment so it will be there in order to basically run execute the malware and understand the malware's runtime behavior that how malware in runtime is basically impacting the malware analysis let's do talk about a bit more about reverse engineering now let's say you have tried and created that what is malware uh, what type of malware it was you run it you understood the behavior of that malware the runtime analysis also being done but still you are not able to get entire things still you are not able to find out how malware is impacting the system what calls it is making to system so this is the part where reverse engineering comes into the picture where you will be doing what you will be reversing the particular malware so it's not always to find out what is how malware is working let's say if there is a ransomware so reversing is the way through which we can basically reverse the malware and we can try to find out the uh, ransomware uh, the key which ransomware has used 
in order to encrypt our file, right? So that we can decrypt our data successfully. So reversing will be always the part where you are doing the engineering, but in a reverse way. Engineer make things, right? So you are opening those things back again so that you can find out each and every component of that malware, which will be helping you to understand the malware's behavior and will be helping you to protect that system back again. So that is your reverse engineering. I got a question about malware analysis back again. So this will be the part where you will be finding. You will be a malware expert where you will be finding more information about malware that how it is running, what type of files it is calling, what type of data it is calling, right? What registry changes it is making, what URL it is trying to download. So those type of things apart from it, you will be collecting more third third party information for you can say so for a particular malware that their hash their ips their values right apart from it you will be able to talk about what all uh, like uh, malware is all about if there are any strings inside that malware right signatures of that malware so that's what your static analysis would be Yes, there are lots of tools for mal malware analysis if I do talk about like the one which is in Windows, which I prefer is it's not completely a malware analysis tool, but helps a lot. That is your sys internals suit, right? Apart from it, you do have sandbox like Cuckoo sandbox is there. Apart from it, you do have Joyce sandbox. So lots of tools are there which can basically help you. Let's say in static analysis, you do a PE studio. So lots of things are there in terms of malware analysis over there. Over there. So what you did was you gave it to the forensics guy. Forensics guy will be trying its best to do the static analysis. So forensic people are having little bit knowledge about malware as well. If they are into malware forensics. So what they can do is they can do the static analysis. Try to understand what it is. If they are not able to understand it, then you do call for malware analysis team. You give that particular malware to them and you ask them to basically give you the report that what sort of malware it is, what malicious activity is doing. So malware analysis will be very much important for not for known malwares, for the malwares which are unknown, for the uh, custom uh, malwares which attackers do use in order to craft the attack, right? It is something which is being given that you if you have to basically let's say go through a place right if you have to go from place a to place b these type of checkpoints you have to basically make sure that you follow right that's what a compliance can be if not it's not compliance right so something recommendation guidelines like and uh, we can say policies for governance these type of things something we can say that is known as compliance right so every organizations these days are following compliances if i do talk about few of the famous compliances we do have pci dss right we do have gdpr socks hipaa GLVA, right? 
apart from it you do have lots of them isos iso moreover i would say standards you do have sock 2 yeah so sock 2 is basically something which you can say uh, will be defining the criteria based upon your major i would say trust service type of principles right you do have your security principles privacy principles confidentiality principles availability principles and process integrity principles so this is what we do call as SOC 2 so if I do talk about SOC 2 compliance right so it will be something which will be like you can say it's an auditing procedure will be ensuring that your service provider right from which you are taking the service is securely managing your data and is protecting your interest or not right so that is what we do call as SOC 2 compliance right Something similar to that we do have PCA DSS. This is for credit card industry, right? Or I would say payment card industry, all your prepaid cards and I would say debit cards, uh, any type of card, how that card information should be stored, processed, should be shared. Everything will be decided under PCA DSS, right? Mostly you guys will be using your wallets, right? E-wallets. So you might be seeing that whenever your uh, account number or any particular number is being written, it's been masked, right? So that masking is also the reason of PCI DSS itself. Recordings will be shared to the YouTube channel, I would say. <coughs> and GDPR again, guys, for data protection, right? I, one of the European Union compliance, which is for data protection. So whatsoever user is visiting whatsoever not visiting I would say whatsoever user if you are if you want to use any of the users data you need to take the users permission or consent first right if you do not do so that means you are not taking the complete care of the privacy of that particular user and it might impact your business right so that's what GDPR is what is socks guys any area SOX socks absolutely it's related to finance right so socks socks that is Sabrina's Oxley Act basically refers to the auditing of a public company right so you can say the financial data of the public company all the public sector companies where they are investing the money what sort of work they are doing whether uh, what sort of financial reports they do have right so all these things basically will be there for socks right for all the public sector units right so it will be basically talking about all of your financial reports to include uh, in your internal controls reports and companies financial data should be ad adequate and accurate with the help of controls which will be there in order to safeguard the financial data of the organization so that is what we do call as socks next is HIPAA again healthcare industry so how your healthcare data would be shared right let's say you go through hospital you run some scans right so that's your health data so how these health data will be stored processed and shared 
that is being governed by HIPAA, right? Next is again GLBA. Any idea upon GLBA, anyone? Gram-Leach-Billily Act. Absolutely. So this is again for financial industry. Specifically, this is for financial institution. So all the financial financial institution you do talk about banks, insurance companies, those loan companies, how they will be storing your private information, how they will be sharing your private information. That will be again related to GLBA. And ISO is having some set of standards, which is again is proving about itself right so it does have basically lots of standards where it will be basically talking about multiple various things inside its popular standards clear so these are guys couple of things up over here for Compliance and auditing fields as well, right? So a person who will be the part of compliance and audit He will be asked in a SOC I'm talking about if you are being offered as a role of Compliance and audit what you will be doing is you will be performing quality assurance that your cyber security checks your investigations Are having if any abnormalities according to the compliance you will be providing the guidance to your internal stakeholders regarding the cybersecurity compliance, right? You will be the part of the uh, security team where your role would be to make sure that the compliances of the organizations are being improved and are being maintained throughout the particular given standard level, right? So that is what you will be doing in terms of compliance and a auditor field so these were guys few of the domains of SOC which we have discussed right we have discussed one two three and four right and rest four I have created certain slides so we will be discussing them in detail so let's proceed with that part as well before moving to that slide perfect so incident we already understood response now let's understand response right so incident is basically anything which is a stoppage anything which is uh, basically I can say causing the harm to my security affecting the security of my organization is what what I call as an incident to the organization right just like a malware outbreak right malware infection where a virus has basically been spreaded or a worm or a ransomware has been spreaded to the system or i can say ddos attack is again a type of incident we can say brute force attack is again a type of incident so all these things are what we do call as an incidents right so in incident response guys in incident response that is one of the major domain under SOC right one of the major domains under SOC so 
I would say every shock, right? Every shock is 90% of the time is doing what is we do call as incident response, right? 90% of the time incident response is taking place some or the other activity will be falling under these given six steps right these given six steps some or the other activity will be falling under right so with effective incident response functions we can minimize the negative impacts on the business so that is something which is to be very true So incident response, we will be discussing it in detail. All these six steps of incident response will be discussing it in detail. But incident response, it will be guys your entire cycle from where you have detected the incident to the part where you have recovered from the incident. Can you see where you have prepared yourself to go for any incident? If it will come, you will reply from that stage to the part bringing your business back from that incident recovering back yes exactly guys it's a reactive approach but some of the part of incident response like preparation this is something which can be a proactive or a continuous approach right but from detection to the part of recovery we do have it as a reactive approach majorly so let's understand preparation so preparation will be the phase where we will be preparing ourselves for incident response so all the people who will be part of incident response all the process all the technology everything will be part of incident response up over there right so preparation then we do have under preparation like we will be creating the process who will be contacted to whom under what sort of incident you will be selecting which all people you will be needing in your team for incident response which all tool you will be using for incident response and whether the system which you do have already in place are having that much good enough data in order to basically detect and identify the incident or not right a small small example i will be giving you guys up over here like creating a central registration system creating a central registration system up over there So under central registration system, what you will be doing instead of going through all the different different systems, right? You will be having a central log collection mechanisms which can manage large file. You will be saving lots of time up or there. So that is part of preparation. So that is basically the part of preparation. Secondly guys under preparation a simplest example I can give you that all of your devices clocks are being synchronized. Do you guys know which protocol do we use to synchronize all of our devices clocks? That your IDS is saying the attack happened in morning but your uh, firewall says that no attack happened in evening. So that will be a wrong thing. So under preparation we can include time synchronization enabling NTP network time protocol on all the devices is important while we are collecting logs from different different devices right 
you could have user account management where you can manage which account belongs to which type of user so that you can easily monitor those user activities and you can also monitor which user is having what sort of access right who is having access to what user account management you can have management of system and service accounts because you guys know solar winds attack happened right recently solar winds attack was happened i would say back a year or so supply chain compromise isn't it so under that solar winds attack there was a compromise of a build server now it was not a user who basically was compromised a build server was being compromised now that is a service account right so management of the system and service accounts are equally important with user account management so you can also include that part under preparation even your asset management which asset basically belongs to whom apart from it whether their operating system whether their patch versions whether their known vulnerabilities all these particular reports will be helping you in order to basically prepare yourself for incidents right and of course security secure communication in case of a vast incident impactful incident let's say if your lines are basically being compromised so you should be having a independent way of uh, communication to your concerning per persons right that is something up for there all the people who will be knowing the legal transactions as well right the person who will be uh, the you can say uh, knowledgeable inside the judicial process or in situation which should be determined what incident what to do before the incident occurs so that sort of legal transactional hard should be there because let's say if a customer if an incident is there where customer data is being exposed right so at that time we will be needing these particular persons in order to basically represent us so that all things basically like small small things you can include as the part of next one is guys detection so detection will be the part where we will be doing what we will be identifying right we will be identifying the actual incident right so this will be the part where you will be detecting the incidents clear in order to find out what was the exact incident and then you will be basically doing the part some people in some parts you might see detection and analysis are one of the same things right so let's do talk about that only preparation then we do have detection and analysis so on the detection and analysis what we are doing we are detecting the incident so over here the l1 analyst will be doing what will be receiving the alerts right l1 analyst receives the alerts and from there it determines whether it's a incident or whether it's a event right that's what the part of detection is guys clear once it's been detected right all, like over here he will be getting all the alerts and under detection and analysis which is the same part analysis will be the part where he will be doing the first interrogation he will be checking that okay this incident involves this ip so let me check it on virus total let me check it on telos intelligence these type of things he will be doing the under the analysis in order to verify whether it's a false positive or not as soon as he detects that yes it's not a false positive it's a actual incident he will be isolating the system under containment 
that which system is part of compromise. Let's say Bharat's system is part of compromise. So isolate the Bharat systems from the entire network so that from Bharat system another system might not get affected. So that's what containment is right. I will be giving some more example for all of these as well. And once it being contained guys between containment and eradication is something false. That's what we do call as digital forensics. So that's what we do call as digital forensics. So what digital forensics will be doing is it will be helping us in order to find out who was actually the preparator. That means the one who basically attacked us. What was the root cause? How did they do attack? All the root cause analysis will be done up over there so that those key points, those major key points that that are pointing towards the compromise that could be eradicated, right? So once you have contained it, that means you have stopped it from spreading inside your network. You will be taking on that system. You will be analyzing that system that whatever the major parts under the forensics and then you will be eradicating those things from your system that eradicating means removing. So once you have eradicated it, right? You will proceed towards the recovery before that you will be doing something which we do call as VA scans and I would say IOC scans and all these particular security scans you will be performing to make sure that none of your system is still the part of compromise, right? So that is what we do call as eradication. Sounds good. And once done the eradication, bringing back our business to the normal state, that's what we do have as recovery, right? So recovery will be the part where we can bring back our business to the normal state, right? We can bring back our business to the normal state. So in case if your data restoration needs to be happened from your backups, you will be restoring your data and you will be verifying that your backup from which you are restoring your data backup does not have anything any point which is pointing towards the incident right so again certain scans will be done so that is guys the entire step of incident response so SOC team and IR team if organization does have budget are one of the same persons right SOC and IR are one of the same person if there is a budget but big organization they do have different analyst SOC analyst L1 is different, L2 is different, and you do have IR team specialists who are different. So root cause of analysis, Ms. Priyanka, if, if we do talk about ransomware, that's a very good question and interesting also. So I got a question that what will be the root cause of analysis under ransomware? Now ransomware can appear for multiple parts, right? So how you will be detecting it? Let's say you detect uh, you were monitoring the memory, the system and the files of a system. You find out that there was one file which was trying to communicate with every different file inside your system. So you can definitely pick up that file that that is something which will be there. Which we can say that it's a ransomware file. So you need to understand the behavior of that particular malware and accordingly you can do the root cause analysis. So root cause analysis in case if ransomware has affected your system, what will be a root cause analysis will create the images, right? Will create the images of your RAM. 
will create the images of your room will collect network traffic right all these things basically will be collecting of course logs will be encrypted we won't be able to get access to it so the data which mu much access which we can try to get that we will be getting will try to understand what type of ransomware it is and then we will be finding out the key points that okay what exactly has happened we will try to do so sim basically helps you to a certain level of incident response i would say right it will be helping you to do a certain level of incident response which i will say that it can be part of detection and analysis right of course you can sometimes do containment but eradication and all you will be going through that system itself yes of course there can be more process like documentation lessons learned so that is basically something which you will be learning later down the line in case if you will be joining some sort of training of incident response or i would say sock where you will be learning of course there is a next step that is guys which we do call as lessons learned right so some books might be showing you with the name of documentation and all so this will be the part where you will be creating your documents reports you will be creating that what exactly was the incident how you responded it secondly you will be basically in lessons learned will be collecting feedbacks from all the teams which were involved in incident response so that you can reply upon those particular feedbacks that okay this is what it has happened so let's do basically do this particular thing that that was the feedback so let's do improve this thing in order to basically make sure that our incident response is much smoother so i have seen organizations like if you do talk about nest as standard they have included all three of them into one step containment eradication and recovery though these are not the same things right they have included them into one step but for what i have noticed from the organization they do have these two different things containment will be moreover scoping your incident isolating your incident so under containment first of all let's say what you will be doing is you will be characterizing your event that what type of event it is it's a malware data leak ddos what type of event it is then you will be taking the actions that what action you will be taking in order to intercept the find out attackers method quickly that okay it was basically using having a cnc connection so if i turn off the internet it will be gone right so you will be doing that then you will be collecting data in terms of like memories and all volatile memory you will be create collecting all the open files running processes systems network traffic logs everything you will be collecting under containment i'm saying and then you will be doing the isolation so once you do have the data you'll make sure that that device which is compromised no type of connection in and out of that device is being allowed neither in local network neither in internet that is global network right so that's what isolation is so once you have done this eradication will be the part where you will be doing the forensics over here you have collected the data now come up over here from that collected data you will be identifying the root cause you will be determining how much extent of that root cause root causes right 
you will be doing vulnerability scans through which you will be removing that root cause and then you will be improving your defenses so that that type of deficiencies which were there from which system got compromised are not there anymore so that is your eradication clear then guys the next one is what we do call as recovery so recovery as i already mentioned if i do give the example of recovery you will be verifying that all of your systems are back up and in operations right then you will be restoring your systems in case if restoration is needed then under again under recovery you will be doing monitoring where you will be monitoring your events or systems that if in case incident is being reoccurred or not recur recurring events you will be looking into and then I already mentioned lessons learned will be part of writing a follow-up report that everything was fine or not how intervention plan worked or not and then basically if any updates are there or not then you will be creating uh, run books and playbooks which you can use in later down the line as a reference in future to respond to similar type of incident threats so that is what we do call as incident response so intelligence threat we understood that these are the attackers or you can say anyone who does have potential to damage right intelligence will be the part guys where you will be collecting data in such a way that you can take the actions against that particular data right so if I am collecting threat intelligence if I am collecting threat intelligence that means against my threats let's say my threat is T against T I am collecting that much type of information against which I can perform actions against T I can find T I can remove T I can make sure that T is being blocked in my environment all these things so that's what we do call as a threat intelligence clear So guys threat intelligence basically is collected data which is being collected you can understand in a layman's language which is being processed and analyzed to understand attackers motive attackers targets attackers behavior right so that is what we do call as a threat intelligence so Threat intelligence again we can divide it into multiple types so in SOC there is one domain that is threat intelligence on which more of the SOCs functions will be depending upon right so if I do talk about threat intelligence you can consider it as your food for your sim solution it's a food to your sim solution which you will be feeding more and more to your sim so that they can detect various different changes behaviors and they can fight against those threat actors right so it will be helping us to uh, detect more faster it will be helping us to be more informed and take those particular security decisions against the change in the threats and their behaviors buying threat intelligence collecting threat intelligence you will get to know that attacker profiles a D M G these attacker profiles can attack me attack my organization how you are collected it 
based upon intelligence based upon intelligence against your organization let's say your organization is part of asia and it's related to finance sector we can easily look against the threats and the adversaries who are targeting these particular organization in this particular area right so threat intelligence will be the part where we will be collecting the information so little bit threat intel collected now you got to know who is going to attack you but how they are going to do it still an unknown part then we buy in more intelligence right so i will be doing what i will be creating these attacker profilings right i'll be collecting their behaviors i will be collecting their signatures i will be collecting their evidence based knowledge everything i will be collecting for these attackers to understand that how they are going to attack me and then i will be feeding this data in a proactive approach to my sim solution so that in case if it detects anything out of behavior signatures or evidences it will be pointing or alerting that this is basically what we do call as in so this particular pyramid of pain basically suggest the behavior of attackers right so now you do understand that for a attacker it will be very easy to change a particular file and files hash value right for attacker it will be very easy again to change the ip address from which they are spreading the malware to change the domain names again it will be simple to change how they do attack within the system that means earlier they were using windows exploits now they are using linux exploit can be a bit annoying right to change the tools like earlier they were using hydra now what if, if for password cracking now what if we do say that they have to use mimikatz again will be challenging right and to change the behavior it will be one of the toughest things so that's what pyramid of pain says that you have to basically focus on the behavior it will be very tough to collect but it will be very tough for attacker to change as well what if guys if i do say you that from tomorrow you have to follow a different routine you have to go through a different office and you have to basically do a different work altogether right you have to live in a different city different country with different people all these things it will be very hard to accept at once right so attackers are also people like us only right creature a uh, creature of habits so they do have creature of hab they do are creature of habits so they will be having the same sort of activity where they won't be easily able to change the behaviors so pyramid of pain says that you can collect the ttps it will be tough to collect but will be tough for attackers to change right and this will be not as much as more information as you will be getting so threat intelligence domain is also a very good domain in this particular threat intelligence if you are working in a soc in a threat intel you will be able to get lots of things where you have to basically monitor the threat intel feeds you are responsible for collecting threat intel for the latest threats for the organization using commercial threat feeds using open source intelligence gathering right you will be basically having lots of data and integrations to be made to your sim solution so that it can detect the threats before they compromise the organization right so if you do talk about uh, commercial ones there is threat connect tc complete right if you do talk about open source the one answer mr jabi shared that's very good alien vault otx you can use right you do have then misp 
you do have multigo as a tool so lots of basically things are there if you do talk about the open source but commercial thread feeds depends on the vendor which your organization is choosing mendiant is there you do have another particular vendors like ibm is there right you do have ibm xforce exchange telos intelligence lots of websites are there or i would say platforms are there from which you can buy in the threat intel next is guys the domain of digital forensics right so digital forensics as the name suggests it is basically finding the root cause of the breach right you can simply understand that forensics is all about finding the root cause of the breach so digital forensics is it part of ir absolutely 100% digital forensics falls under the part of ir but it itself is a very vast domain and a field where if you are being hired based upon your skills into forensics you will be given task of network forensics where you have to do the traffic analysis mostly network traffic analysis where you will be looking into various several things regarding the traffic you will be finding the anomalies if there are any so that is your network forensics database forensics will be again the part you will be checking whether if someone has have in having an access to database or not any unauthorized access to database or not or anything from the database is being stolen or not then computer forensics will be the part where you will be including two things memory based forensics and disk based forensics so memory based forensics where you will be taking the memory or the ram dump of the system right like which will be having the volatile memory just like your clipboard history your chat history your browser history all these things it will be collecting under memory and disk based will be the part where you will be capturing the entire disk in order to find out if attacker has stored any particular file which is malicious or not right then guys we do have mobile device forensics again this will be the part where you will be taking up your mobile device and you will be analyzing from that particular mobile device that what things are there so again ram and rom will be coming to the part so mobile devices generally are not being used that much under soc you do have solutions like mdm solutions which generally do take place for mobile devices so digital forensics as i suggest it is basically a step by step approach of finding out the root cause of breach and that's why it's also known as root cause analysis these are guys if you do understand all these domains now you will be able to understand that which career path in soc you have to choose right one person cannot do everything we can understand that so out of these particular domains you can pick up one but you should be having knowledge of all so the reason i have created these particular slides over here to give you knowledge of all at least a sounding knowledge of all and out of these particular things you can choose one particular domain or two particular domains and you can do your expertise in them and accordingly you can go for those particular specific job roles right so under this particular domains the last domain which we will be talking about is threat hunting threat we did already discussed and you can anything which can impact the security of the system right can cause the damage potential to damage 
hunting what we generally were earlier having to hunt like we go to a certain place like a forest and all and then they do hunt for something right so hunt is basically looking after so you can say that threat hunting it's a in-depth search or you can say searching iteratively through your networks to detect iocs indicators of compromise which points towards the attackers presence inside the system right so to look around the iocs to look around the behaviors of the attacker that's what basically threat hunting is so you might be thinking that that easily can be done by a vulnerability scanning so no so these type of iocs and ttps against the attackers are generally evading our existing security system right so that is what we do call as threat hunting right we will be looking after lots of threats insider threats we do have known adversaries as a part of threat so insider threats let's say where cyber hunters can detect things like threats which are being posed by insiders like an internal employee or maybe any other outsider threat can be basically there where an outsider or a criminal organization is trying to hack right now known known attackers right known threats if there is a known threat so a known attacker is basically the one who is listed in our threat intelligence services so for this known threat we will be having iocs that this is the md5 sum this is the files which it does creates in this particular location all these things all these behaviors will be passed on to ti team and we can so that is guys what we do have as a part of threat hunting right you will be taking upon the adversaries and you will be looking upon those particular adversaries within your system which are evading your existing securities that's what you will be calling as threat hunting so let's do talk about it guys learning part what we had to learn we have learned so so far up over here now these last 30 35 minutes i am core giving to market of sock things in sock what you will be real time doing so i already have told you about each and every domain and the specialization and what you will be doing in sock right so we already discussed upon that so let's do talk about market trends and demands so what do you think guys where is the most market demand in sock which particular part of world so it's not just one location guys where you will be seeing the market trends being going on or we can say they are basically requesting people up over there to do the work lots of things are basically going on everywhere in the world basically people are demanding sock teammates right if you just google it around sock jobs you will be seeing couple of links over there which will be 100% definitely mentioning that 5000 jobs opening 7000 job openings these type of job job openings are there now what these particular jobs basically do say so there are three things in sock fundamentals which i i have covered process right preparation identification containment eradication recovery 
we have discussed that right we do have another one that is people vendor specific training remember i mentioned sim sim monitoring and analysis on the job experience depending on one of your skills which you are choosing formal and internal training so this is it which every shock will be giving it to you one thing you guys need to make sure that no to shock can be similar right no two shock can be similar up over there if there is a shock you do have your uh, in your a organization that shock can be cannot be similar to the shock in the b organization that's why you might be seeing that every shock you will be joining initial days you will be giving internal trainings that's the reason to make sure that you understand that how system and processes are going on over here in this current shock right governments are also demanding the organizations to keep themselves secure so these days shock is in everywhere right if i do talk about hospitals shock is there right if i do talk about retails shock is there if i do talk about manufacturing shock is there financial shock is there you do see even government bodies there is shock right these days even smes small medium enterprises are also going beyond the shock they do have basically the capability to go beyond the shock right so that is something which is very important and very useful as well right what other trends guys you are noticing in terms of shock anyone any idea like what demands are going on in shock you might be seeing that organizations are basically going beyond the people who does have the skills they are not looking for your certificates they are not looking for the things they are basically asking you to do the task if we do have the potential to do that job they will be directly hiring the people about this right shock as a service as i mentioned smes basically are also these days going beyond the shock earlier shock was for the only big organizations right shock was only for the big organization and as you guys already know that cyber security is basically one of the largest industry economies over the world so the growth of i would say role in a shock has been increased at a tremendous level you see these graphs right so these graphs are basically from last four years how the jobs in sock have frequently jumped so by 24 2024 it's being said it's being said that the market of sock is being expected to reach near about 2 billion so it will be a 2 billion dollar industry only sock i'm talking about not entire cyber security right so socks initial role was only bound to do what cyber defense isn't it then increasing threats complex nature of these particular cyber security threats now we do need multi purpose specialist right so to perform their duty the security operations center sock of today they don't just handle real time threat monitoring and incident management right 
they don't they don't just basically handle these things they are also responsible for infrastructure evaluations their employees training the process development digital strategy reputation management these things are basically these days being needed by each and every type of sock right so these things were there endpoint threat entails net flows and all these are part of technology which we have already discussed today itself right but in terms of market trends there is always guys a requirement for a person who can basically do multiple things right so the challenges which modern sock are facing alert fatigues are there poor quality of data are there right a team person a member who does not have the proper practical analysis that is something which is there lack of visibility is there budget constraints are there but still with this particular trends if i do talk about the trends in sock which i have seen so far incident response threat intelligence cloud managed security right threat hunting just one sec yeah so what you can do is you can choose your vendor that what your vendor is right what exactly you have to do in sock right you can choose your vendor that who is going to be your vendor what type of work they are going to do so these things you can look into so let's say if you do choose google cloud platform so there are certification path for them you choose aws certification path is there as your certification path is there now if you are saying that i want to look into vendor neutral so there are certain things basics of sock like cloud security is there you do have cloud plus it is one of the certificates from comsia which is a vendor neutral certificate so anyone who wants to begin with cloud they can basically start on this one cloud plus right then basically there is ccse which is latestly being introduced by yeah so if you choose microsoft azure for example you can start with 104 azure 900 that is fundamentals then 104 then 500 that if you want to go in sock there is sc200 so lots of certificates are there right so you need to just read about what exactly you want if you want to create a career path you guys can go through infosec trains website we do already have given the career path for different different certificates we do have career path for aws we do have a career path for azure we do have a career path for gcp as well right so you can visit our website going upon over there which is in sock right so as i already mentioned right as i already mentioned the market is not basically according to let's say north uh, uh, ama region uae region pan region apac region not like that right so of course different different market does have different different requirements but the surge basically in trends is depending upon various things like small mid sized organization how they are sufficing their need of sock right they are purchasing sock as a service this hybrid model these days the one who cannot afford sock based upon service type or based upon offering type they are basically choosing sock that they want fully managed they want co managed they want hybrid one right based upon service that what type of service they do want whether they see i am talking about sock types right in terms of trends so there is a sock which is working on prevention service so it will be preventing you from every cyber security activity 
there is a sock service which is working upon detection type of part right so they will be basically only working upon the detection they will detect it they will give you the alert now you have to work upon your prevention right now there is one sock service which is basically depending upon incident response service so under incident response service they will be basically doing again the entire incident response from a to z so based upon your service type based upon your components that what solutions you do need what services you do need right you can hire people based upon your application area that you do need network security endpoint security database application security web security what thing exactly you do need right and of course depending on your industry the trends are different depending on the region the trends are different but overall SOC basically as a market has been increased a lot right has been increased a lot if i do talk about the SaaS vendor SOC as a service vendor alien vault is one of the market leader black stress is black status is again market leader right if you do talk about SOC as a service from india right there is sumasoft suma soft sumasoft is there right if you do talk about something from i would say back again in states net magic is there arctic wolf is there right so lots of basically vendors are there which are in the market and uh, i would say every region these days are having the need of sock equally so that is again one thing in terms of market demands now a day in a sock how does the analyst will be working in a sock right so if i do talk about a day in the life of a sock analyst how it's going to be so it will be revolving around these part log collections creating reports researching and development this is one of the important part where actual learning is there right threat intelligence knowledge base knowledge base is basically trainings you will be given you will be giving entire knowledge base for various different different parts then your ticketing systems closing on the tickets receiving the tickets investigating them closing them you do have your sim you do have your aggregation correlation so lots of things are there in a sock if i do talk about right so sock is basically one of the i would say uh, like a sock analyst is one of the integral part of sock team who will be responsible for keeping your entire enterprise safe from these cyber crimes right so sock teams are basically kept are being kept on their toes right are being kept on their toes in order to basically perform the task right so there is a reason guys we do say that sock never sleeps right because large volume of events will be there which needs to be investigated every single day and every team member plays a vital role in terms of preventing in terms of uh, we can say securing the company's defenses right so duty of a sock analyst would be i would say managing the alert notifications that can be done via ticketing tool right preventing the attack that can be again done via sim threat intelligence right like security attack they can do incident response of course their research their reporting part can be basically helping in incident response threat hunting basically of course they can do it via logs which they are collecting the knowledge base if they do have 
so all these things basically can help the organization to collect lot of data right so duties which you will be doing you have to work around the shift of clock so everyone who thinks that getting a job in sock is very easy be ready guys it will be changing your lifestyle a lot right it will be changing your lifestyle a lot because sock never sleeps 24 7 let's say one week you will be giving a night shift where you have to wake up at night one week you will be giving a day shift where you have to do the work in day let's say 3 to 10 right then night shift is basically 10 to morning 5 then morning shift is morning 5 to 3 so you have to work around round the clock right they do not keep one person in the same shift for long it's being basically changed every month right rosters are being created every week every month these changes will be done right so you should be prepared to work within the shifts around the clock right i'll be taking questions from chat in a while so these things are there research and development will be the part where you have to educate oneself from your existing and uh, emerging cyber attacks so you need to basically collect more information about next is guys your last topic then we can basically take up the questions from chat so it won't take more than five minutes i would say so let's do this and let's do talk about SOC services what services a SOC would be providing right a SOC should be having lots of things in their bucket list to basically provide right so a SOC will be basically responsible for lots of things which you have seen that we already have discussed right lots of things we have discussed as a part of SOC so manage SOC services are basically the services which you will be getting either if you do have a vendor you will be getting it from a vendor up over there or else you will be basically having giving these particular services to one of your clients right so if i do talk about SOC services right so there will be lots of things like projecting project driven approach so this will be like one part where you will be working upon a particular given project right and while you are working upon a particular given project you need to basically work upon that particular project and you need to do the activities according to that project like what your scope for that particular project what things you have been asked to do in that project right so those type of things then you do have current security posture assessment of course you will be creating security metrics reporting for that so that you can analyze and find out like your customers desired security posture and where they are right so those type of things then you do have security incident and threat analysis these type of services you have to provide under security incident and threat analysis will be the part where you will be doing the incident analysis where you will be finding why incident had happened and what was the threat which has realized this incident that will be the part of incident and threat analysis network and other security assessments so this will be the part of VAPT services you have to basically do so these type of services also SOC do provide gap analysis and process auditing your security goal was your security goal was to go 20 you are on 10 so this gap analysis will be done 
again this is something which chalk has to provide so that it can be a perfect insight that what needs to be done in order to bridge this gap right reports and recommendations again we will be doing it via report generation and then guys we do have design security framework so of course we need to design various different types of security frameworks for our part right so we will be doing lots of things for our part where we will be working upon various different frameworks which can be used in order to basically provide the services some people do call it guys all of these services as eagle eye services eagle eye services 24 7 aggregation correlation analytics user behavioral analytics on demand reports artificial intelligence and machine learning the part and analyzing and correlating these particular threats and incident is what can be the part of an eagle eye service right so SOC services are there lots of are there so these are just few of them which i have added up over there which we can say that is needed in terms of so the challenges which you will be having in your SOC will be again different different right so you will be basically facing lots of things up over there in your SOC right so what makes a good SOC is there are three key pillars to SOC people process and technology so if you do basically work upon those things you will be getting your things absolutely correct up over there right